passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hi, everybody. I'm Cassidy, one of your Indianapolis Colts cheerleaders, and you're watching the Believe in Colts podcast. What's going on, everybody? I'm Lawrence Owen, back with another episode of Believe in Colts, and I got a couple great special guests from the Believe in Lions podcast, Jack Cavanaugh, Glover Quinn. What's going on, guys? Jack, how are you doing? Fantastic. I'm excited to talk about the Lions because it's a great time to be a Lions fan. I'm excited to hear your thoughts on the joint practices with the Colts. And of course, I'm happy as always to talk to my co-host, the all-pro, the interception leader, Glover Quinn. What's up, man? I'm excited too, man. This is uh this is awesome. Excited to talk about the Lions, obviously, and see what's going on in uh, these joints practices. Absolutely. So we had a little bit of discussion beforehand. You was talk. Uh, I asked you if you were ever part of a joint practices, and you said, uh, "Go ahead." <laughs> I mean, I, we had them all the time. I came in the league having them. You know, when I was in Houston, we started. I was practicing against the Saints. So I'm going. You know, Drew Brees. And what, what's actually what actually happened the first year? I think Drew Brees missed the first day because he had something going on with his family. So Mark mm-hmm. Brunel, who's actually the Lions' quarterback coach right now was the uh, quarterback for the Saints. So the first day we practiced with Mark Brunel, and it was cool. The next day, Drew Brees shows up, and it's totally different. Like, tempo, like, swag, like, everything's totally different, right? So, I mean, obviously, we fought those guys, made ESPN, you know, D'Amico Ryans, Jeremy Shockey, all those guys. So we done that. We practiced with the Saints multiple times when I was in Houston. I uh, get to Detroit. We practice against Pittsburgh. We practice against New England. We practice against the Colts. We practice against the Giants. I think mean, we practice with the against the Raiders one time out in um, in, in uh, Napa. So yeah, I mean, I had joint practices. I mean, almost every year, I feel like I, I had a joint practice. Oh my goodness! Uh, and you you weren't uh, the biggest fan of joint practices. Why was that? You know, it's just it's just so much is it's just different, you know, and and you know, the schedules are off and you know, you get these guys who are um trying to do a little too much, you know what I'm saying? And that's why you always have these fights, right? Because you get guys that, you know, you know, hitting guys late playing dirty whatever you whatever you have it right um and then obviously the fans are there so you know when when you have a normal practice play that happens every day right fans try to blow it out of out of perspective and so then players get okay got get fired up all right i got you and and it's just so much going on and it's just 
I don't know, man. It was just a lot of stuff that like I really wasn't a fan of as far as my everyday practicing, but it's good for the game. It's good for the players. It's good for it's good for you, right? It's good for mm-hmm. you to go against these other guys, see them in practice, get get to work on so many different things. You know what I'm saying? Every situation, run, pass, two minutes, seven on seven, one on ones, guard different guys and one on ones, all these different things that um help you get better. I just wasn't a huge fan of them. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B L E A V 5 0, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Okay. And Jack, as a, as a fan slash, you know, guy who covers uh, a team, what are your thoughts on joint practices? Well, as a fan and an analyst, I absolutely love them. They're fun. You get to see matchups that you'll never get to see any other time. Look at what happened with Michael Pittman and Jeff Akuda the other day. Like, I understand that it's in the grand scheme of things, it's not a big deal. But just to see that little interaction, that pushing and shoving and the scrum that breaks out, it's content. It's fun. And it just adds to the hype for the season. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I understand why there's skirmishes, you know, because it's, it's two different, two different teams. I mean, you have skirmishes sometimes within your own team during practices, right? I mean, during normal practices, but when it's somebody else and it's, you know, you think that maybe this person went a little bit too far, you know, like what you were talking about Glover and, and then, then it ends up being into a pushing match and maybe something more than that. Um, now, obviously, you know, uh, coaches, players probably don't want to see that too much. Uh, some fans, obviously like what you're talking about, Jack, absolutely love that kind of stuff. It's like, Ooh, yeah, we can actually, what is this? Uh, hockey. Right. I mean, <laughs> uh, no, I, 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 but at the same time, from a coaches and players standpoint, I would assume that it's, it's really good for the team because, you know, you get that break. Oh, just, just lost Jack. Uh, I'm sure he'll be back shortly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but- definitely from a coach's standpoint, right. They love it because you get to see these, these young players, you know, against other teams right and you can do more things because you can control the situations when you're playing in a game it's a totally different atmosphere but you just play the situation that occurs in the game right so first and second down plays two minute drill right red zone you just play it as it happens in the game when you're in practice we can say, hey, we're going to work red zone and see how you guys execute in the red zone. Hey, we're going to do two-minute drill and see how you guys execute in two-minute drill. Hey, we're going to do, you know, one-on-ones. We're going to do punt return. We're going to do all these situations so we can see these young guys do what they do and see if they can play at a high level. Like I say, 
it's a different atmosphere in the game, right? More going on, more distractions, lots of people, it's loud. So now you can see if a player can think, can he perform under the lights when we don't have time to necessarily go over every single thing. We just got to go out and play the game, right? We got to be able to go from situation to situation because, like I said, in practice, it's scripted, right? So you know, hey, this is red zone period. Hey, this is third down period. Hey, this is – well, in the game, these situations are just happening. You go from first down to second down to third down. Oh, they got a big play. Now you're in the red zone. Now it's first down in the red zone. Now You know what I'm saying? And you don't have time to just specifically say we're working on this right here. Right. So that's how it's different in the practices than it is in the games. But as a coach, you like the practices because you can, like I say, you can script it how you want it to see how these guys are going to do. And then you want to see how they turn around and perform in the game as well. Well, also, you, you look at it. OK, so we was talking with Frank Reich and he had said that way back when the Lions and the Colts, you know, agreed to do this, him and Dan Campbell already discussed, had this already planned out that starters probably would not be playing in this in the preseason game itself. Because like what you're talking about, in practice, you get to set up the looks you want to see as a coach, right, from all the players, right, uh, different instances and stuff of that nature. So you get a lot more out of as a coach, knowing what your team is just from those two days of practices than the entire preseason game. So that 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 allows you to to – let your starters sit back and relax for a day, you know, and, and get those bubble guys and, and, you know, the, the UDFAs right. and stuff like that, more time out on the field to get some film, to look at them. Um, Jack. So um, I think that we've discussed quite a bit about that situation. I want to look forward towards this preseason game a little bit, Um what are some things that you're hoping to see coming into this, this preseason game? I'm hoping first and foremost to see more snaps with the first team defense from Malcolm Rodriguez, the linebacker who's been getting hype spring, summer, hard knocks everywhere that Malcolm Rodriguez goes, he gets publicity. So I'm excited to see more from him. I'm excited to see these DBs compete because Glover's hit on that a lot. We're still kind of figuring out who is that guy, who is going to make a play when you need a play made. And it sounds like the safeties, Tracy Walker and Deshaun Elliott, they are those guys. But in the at corner, we're still figuring that out. So I just want to see aggressiveness. I don't want to see them giving up easy catches if they get beat they get beat but be physical don't give any clean catches okay. and, and and i and i think you know i love i love the concept of the joint practices right because like you said you can get your starters a lot of reps in these practices in a controlled environment where they can work against the team and they don't actually have to tackle guys to the ground and you can hopefully try to avoid some injury and then your guys don't have to play as much in the preseason games. But for the Lions, I think they're young defensively. I think those guys need to play in the game to get some of those game reps. You know, Deshaun Elliott and Tracy Walker, this is their first year playing together as a safety. They need, they need to get reps in games 
with each other. These corners, they need game reps. These linebackers, I mean, I'm sorry, Aiden is a first-round draft pick, but I think he needs a couple game reps. I, I think if you got a veteran team, a veteran defense, veteran secondary, guys that have been playing for a while, yes, you work them hard during the week, get a lot of reps in, and then come game time, you know, you can pull back on them a little bit, right? But I think mm -hmm. in this situation, I think the Lions need some reps. So I would be surprised if their starters didn't play much, but I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if they played at least the whole first quarter and maybe a series into the second. Because you're also trying to get conditioning to get ready for the game because you only have three preseason games now. Yeah, I don't think that the Frank Reich is going to have veteran starters playing tomorrow. Now, obviously, uh, some of the new guys that's come into the, the team or the rookies you know, that you're talking about, they'll probably get a, a, a couple series out of it. And speaking of that right there, all right, I have a question uh, for, and I'm going to give this to Glover since this is kind of right up your alley. Uh, in games like tomorrow's where the ones aren't playing or not going to play much, how difficult is it to evaluate a secondary uh, when you're they're not going up against, you know, the opposing team's ones like Matt Ryan or something like that or, or some of the, the top star receivers that, that you're looking at? Well, I mean, you're looking at different things, right? So you, you understand that these right here are, are my guys from a talent standpoint that are, are the top guys on my squad. So these are going to be the guys that have to play. So I'm evaluating how, how are we communicating? How are we, you know what I'm saying, communicating to each other, you know, being on the same page for as our coverages? Are we rotating properly? Are we, you know, are we in tune with each other? Are we understanding each other? Are our looks good? Are, are our disguises good? You know, are we covering well? How, how does that technique look against these guys? Are we tackling well? You know, those are the things that you look for because it doesn't matter if I'm going against Matt Ryan. It doesn't matter if I'm going against a starter, a backup, a practice squad guy. Those things should be the same. They should be consistent. And as we get ready to go into this season, I want to know that we're communicating, that we all understand what's the game plan, that we're executing it at a high level. If we're not playing against the ones, then we should be dominating these guys, right? We should be dominating this quarterback, dominating these wide receivers and showing more and more steps towards getting ready for opening day against those the Eagles, you know, if you're the line. So for me as a secondary coach type of guy, that's what I would be looking for. I want to see how those guys are communicating, how those guys are flying around, the energy, the effort, the attitude, the physical ability, the playmaking ability. Are we doing those things? And if we are, it doesn't matter who, who we're playing against. That was a very detailed answer, and I really appreciate that. All right, <laughs> those are those are the kinds of answers you don't get sitting there. Uh, and I know because I've been there after practice asking coaches stuff, and they don't give you that detailed of an answer, all right? Well, for one, they only have five, six, seven minutes to sit there at the podium. So, you know, they, they got to kind of cut it down. But that was awesome. Uh, the next question will be for both of you guys that we got out here. First off, uh, love and thank you for the question. Colts loyalists appreciate that. The next question comes from Noah. Um, we're we're going to start with you, Jack. Uh, which line battle are you looking uh, forward the most this tomorrow? So I, I, there's two different t answers to that, and it depends on what you're actually looking at. If I want to see – dominance i'm excited for the lions offensive line because they are people movers 
as Glover said when he visited them, they are just massive dudes, just huge men. So I'm excited to see that against some of the elites like um, like the Forrest Buckner. But in actuality, in terms of actually gaining something, I'm much more excited to see this Lions defensive line. It's so young. Other than Michael Brockers, everyone is kind of competing for a role here. We're trying to figure out who the top edge rushers are, who the nose, ta- well, we know the nose tackles, Lee McNeil, but is he going to play on pass rushing downs? Is Levi on Wuzurike going to replace him? So those are the things I'm actually excited to learn about. But of course, I just love the mulling aspect of the Lions O-line. Uh, do you have an answer for that, Glover? I mean, regarding the line or just regarding? Uh, either defensive line. Which, which side are you looking forward to seeing the offensive line versus defensive line or vice versa more? Well, I, I, I think, you know, I think you want to see a little bit of both for me. I want to see the O-line continue to dominate if those guys play. You know, they had a dominant drive. Their first, their first drive last week and showed exactly what we expect from those guys. Okay, well, can we go out and duplicate that again? Even if it's one clean drive, let's go out and show, continue to put our stamp on what we're going to be as an offensive line unit. But then, yes, as a defensive line, I want to see if those guys can get after the passer because having a young secondary, having those young guys at the linebacker core, you're going to need a D-line that can dominate the game. Can they stop the run without us having to blitz all the time? Because the more we blitz, the more pressure we put on our secondary. Can we get after the passer without having to blitz all the time? Because if we can do that, we can keep more guys back in coverage. So can we get some consistent pass rush? Like you said, you got Aiden Hutchinson, you got Michael Brock, you got those guys can we get more? Can we? Can those guys consistently stop the run and get after the pass? So, yes, I want to see the O-line continue to be dominant, but I'm interested to see what the D-line looks like. See, from a Colts fan perspective and what I'm looking at, I have all the faith in the world in the Colts defensive line. All right, depth all the way down to the, to the bottom, guys. I think they're all uh, fantastic. Um, I'm more looking towards the offensive line, specifically – that left tackle position, which is so important to protecting the quarterback's blind side. Uh, Prior, the guy that is there right now for the Colts has not had a very good training camp. I want to see him. I know that Aiden probably won't play a whole lot of snaps, but he he should play some, as you said earlier, Glover. I want to see him stack up against uh, Prior and, and, and see how that turns out. Now, uh, most of the snaps I've seen so far is uh, Aiden over there on the right side of the line uh, against the right tackle. So whether d- d- does he swing uh, either end? Yeah, yeah. He's been moving all around. So it's kind of funny. The very first play of the game, he was the left end. Then he moved to the right end, faced Jake Matthews, the all or the Pro Bowl left tackle, and beat him for a tackle for loss. And then... It was a third down. They lined him up at nose tackle playing on the interior. So they're going to move Aiden Hutchinson around the formation. Awesome. Awesome. That's that's always a good look uh, to be able to see because that's a lot like uh, DeForest Buckner, uh, Yannick Nkakwe, guys like that. They move around on the line as well. Quiddy Pay, you know, like I said, we have a very strong defensive line um, even down to the second uh, the second level. Uh, let's get into the, the, uh, the other question and then we're going to flip it and you guys can ask me questions about the Colts, uh, if you're interested. 
Um, the B-Ball Pro 1800 asks, uh, what are you there? And I'm assuming when they say there, I'm assuming they're talking about the Lions expectations uh, for the season this year. Uh, Glover? What are the expectations? Well, I think, you know, you definitely want to see more wins, right? I think you definitely want to see more wins. And I think you want to get off to a good start. I think if they can get off to a good start, you know, coming off the 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 end of the season that they had last year, right? They started out slow, started out slow, started to build some momentum towards the end of the season. They got a couple wins in. So going into the offseason, you feel like you got better. You added some pieces. You added some guys that can help you. And so now coming into the beginning of this season, you want to get off to a good start. If they can get off to a good start, I think the division is a little down from, from, from a standpoint, in my opinion. I don't think Green Bay is going to be as tough. I don't think Minnesota is going to be as tough. And I don't think Chicago is going to be as tough. And so the Lions have the ability that if they can get off to a good start, that they can challenge for this division. And I think if they can put themselves in that situation to where they're playing meaningful football games come mid-November to December, I think you look at this season and say, hey, we're, we're, they're going in the right direction. All right. Jack, what are your expectations for the Lions this year? Very similar to what Glover said. I just want to see continued improvement. I want to see, because the defense at times last year, they could be shut down for a quarter, for a drive. I want to see more of that for longer. And I really want to see what this offense is now, because last year the offensive line didn't play any games together. They didn't, they had just injuries. Injuries kept the entire unit from playing together. So I want to see what it can become. And I know the over unders set at six wins for the Lions. I definitely am hammering that over from our partners over at Bet Online because six wins for the Lions. Glover and I went through the schedule. The Lions could. And I'm not saying they will, but they could theoretically win 13 games if you actually look at the schedule. Wow. Well, I mean, if you just split with the guys uh, in your own division, that's three wins, right? That's half your win total right there. And that's if you just split with them, right? Um, after Real quick, real quick, did you guys watch the Chicago-Seattle game last night? Yeah, unfortunately, I did. <laughs> What'd you no. think about what Chicago looked like in that game? <laughs> well, Justin Fields was under pressure every pass attempt that yeah. he made, so that wasn't great. And then just, it was a lot of meh for me. It just, no one really flashed on the Bears offense. The defense looked pretty solid still. Mm-hmm. Again, they were competing against Seattle, who's one of the weaker teams on offense, but yeah, that, that Bears offensive line would worry me if I was a Bears fan. But since mm-hmm. I'm a Lions fan, it excites me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, did you did you watch the game, Glover? No, I I actually did not. Okay, okay, that's fine. You didn't, you didn't miss anything. No, no, no. Chicago rolled Seattle. I mean, really? rolled them. Yeah, because I didn't even realize it was Thursday night football, actually. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was... baseball with my kids. <laughs> <laughs> I keep a little bit of eye on Chicago the same way I kind of keep an eye on the Eagles because uh, our former defensive coordinator is now the head coach over there, and our former offensive coordinator is now the coach over in the Eagles. Kind of similar to the way I, I followed the, the Lions there for a while when John, Jim Caldwell got hired, you know, over there on the right, Lions. Right. So. Um, just 
kind of keeping up with former coaches, players, stuff like that. That's, that's mm-hmm. and that's a good way of of um, getting a good tabs on the entire NFL, right? Uh, just being able to know what's going on around you because just focusing in on your team alone is not exactly the best way to be able to evaluate somebody. You want to know how other teams are going as well. So um, I, I enjoy doing that. Guys, do you have any questions for me about uh, about the Colts and, and, and this training camp or this, this ga- game that's coming up tomorrow at 1? I do. Mm-hmm. Do you guys feel like Matt Ryan's the missing piece? That was my question. <laughs> <laughs> because he's uh, he's done he's done some great things in this league, right? He's done some great things. He's been to a Super Bowl, so he he knows what it takes to get there. Got some good pieces around him offensively, good good running backs, good old line. Like we talked about earlier, good defensive line. Got a good secondary. You guys have been an exciting team these last few years, right? Is Matt Ryan the missing piece? For the majority of Colts fans, I think the answer is yes. And uh, from what we're seeing in camp, uh, he is most definitely. He is so much different than the the quarterbacks that we've had since Andrew Luck. He's even different than Andrew Luck, right? But he's that field general. He's that, he's that guy that gets on the field and just the way he conducts practice by itself is – uh, a, a kind of a breath of fresh air, that guy that he knows what he wants and he will tell you, be here. When he'll get up there and say, get set, get set, get set. And if you ain't set, then he's running over there yelling in your face. You know, he, he wants to make sure everybody is on on point exactly at the right time, which we haven't had that in a while. And we, you, that's a leader that you need on your team. Um, also, We've noticed uh, from practice that he's able to scramble a lot better than what a lot of people think that, you know, he can. He actually moves in the pocket and actually can take off very well. Uh, I mean, obviously, he's not Lamar Jackson, um, but he's definitely not Philip Rivers, right, uh, when it comes to moving around. And his accuracy is pinpoint. He is the great thing about the Colts uh, and the Matt Ryan connection right here is the Colts receiving uh, group, and not just wide receivers, but tight ends, our majority are over six foot three. They're big body guys from six three to six eight. That's how big their receivers are. All right. Um, and with that, you need a guy who can place a football where the re- only the receiver can get it. Right. And you know, you know, in a place where the the receiver can use his body to block out the defender and 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 go get the ball. Before we didn't have that. I mean, uh, no offense to our former quarterback from last year, but he didn't have that kind of accuracy, right? He he more relied on fire trying to fire the ball into tight spots, uh, at hard and and hoping that the receiver catches it. Matt Ryan is good at placing the football, so yeah, I think that he could be that missing piece and we'll probably find out the first couple games of the season because uh, preseason I really I, I don't dive too too heavy into that but at the same time you do get some looks at, at, at what you see and his accuracy is definitely something that uh I really really like watching okay Jack do you have any any anything you want to ask I do but first I want to know Glover did you ever pick off Matt Ryan <clears throat> What was that question again? Did you ever pick off Matt Ryan? Did you ever intercept Matt Ryan? 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I so, had a feeling. Yeah, I had a uh, actually it was a epic interception against Matt Ryan. Epic interception. Got a caught a tip the night before the game. The night before the game, Saturday night, sitting in meetings, I got a tip and I just watching film, going through my night routine before the game, and I just picked up on something, man, and I saw it, and I just it just made so much sense to me, and communicated with my DB, Darius Slayler, hey, man, bro, I just got this tip, man, I see this, oh, if they do this in a game, this is a play that we got to have, and um, I saw it in the game. The last minute I saw it, and it just looked so beautiful. <laughs> and then it happened. And not only did it happen, he threw the ball. A lot of times, DBs, we make plays. We make breaks. We we make these, uh, and the quarterback never throws the ball. And so you're just like, oh, I wish he would have threw it. But this time, Matt actually threw it, and I actually caught it, and actually returned it for a touchdown. So it was an epic play in four field. It was, um, it was beautiful. Wow, because you know what? That's that is funny you mentioned that and going into detail. I didn't get, I didn't go into too much detail with my man Gerard, uh, or and I didn't get a chance to do it with my former uh, co-host uh, Dequell Jackson, but both of them had pick sixes against Matt Ryan. <laughs> so the three guys, yeah, all of you guys had pick six. That's that's freaking phenomenal. But you yeah. know. But I like Matt. I like oh, Matt. Yeah. I, I do. I do. I do think he's a he's a good quarterback. You know, you playing against the, you know, you playing against good guys in the league, you're gonna have pick sixes, right? I mean, you play as long as he plays, I mean, you're gonna have those things, you know what I'm saying? But I do like Matt. Um, I, I do think that he's good for for Indy. I I do I do think that. Um, I think his personality fits that team. Mm-hmm. I think um he has a little chip on his shoulder. You know he's quiet, but I, I I can from afar see that like okay I I think he has a chip that he he wants he has something to prove, and when you look at him yes he's had more success in a postseason standpoint than Stafford by you know going to the Super Bowl with with the Falcons, but I think he kind of feels the same way you know and I think since what Stafford done last year gave him that like mm-hmm. all right am i going to be that guy this year this team has been right there each and every year am i going to be that missing piece because like you said ever since andrew luck left the quarterback position has really been tough in indy talent has been there but the quarterback position hasn't so now you know to getting that upgrade at quarterback with the pieces that you guys have in the running back and the and the wide receiver and the d-line and the defensive back i really like you know, some of you guys are defensive backs. Um, I think Matt got that chip on his shoulder. So it'd be interesting to see how you guys do. You guys definitely should win the, the win, win the South, you know, Tennessee maybe, but I think you guys are definitely win the South and, and, and make a run for it. Yeah, I appreciate that. I think the majority of us think that as well. Um, I, mean, we, we, I think, see, last year we led the NFL in pro bowlers uh, on the team. So, yeah, we have – we have yeah. talent on this Plenty team. Of it. Yeah. Uh, and then we, we we added more. I mean, not just, you know, Matt Ryan, but, you know, Yannick Ngakwe. We brought him in for a little added pass rush. We we brought in Stephon Gilmore, you know, who is a fantastic D- DB out there. Um, and then uh, we got some, some young guys that we have that are up and coming. So. Um, well, and one of the 
players that I want to ask about. Mm-hmm. He's he's a returning guy, but Naheem Hines. Every time the coaches talk about the offense, it's a big three. It's Jonathan Taylor, obviously. It's Michael Pittman, obviously. But right listed with them is Naeem Hines every single time. And so I'm kind of wondering, is he going to take some touches from Jonathan Taylor? Or is he going to start spending some time in the slot? I think a little bit of both. Um, I think I think the Colts are going to end up running a lot more uh, two running back formations than what they did last year. And you're going to see a lot of motion from Naheem Hines, uh, whether or not uh, he's getting handed the football or, again, if he slides out. I've seen the man go out, out wide and burn guys all the way downfield and catch touchdowns. Uh, he Heck, he did that in one-on-ones against the Lions uh, two days ago. I, I watched him. Uh, it was a beautiful pass by Matt Ryan and just right down the sideline, out and up. It was it was gorgeous. Uh, Naheem is one of those all-around football players, right? One of those guys that can just do just about everything. He's not afraid to take it between the tackles when he's handed the football off if he needs to. But at the same time, he's got great hands and great agility. It's 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 really fun to watch him there's not many football players out there that in full pads can do a uh what is that 360 uh 360 half twist flip you know in full pads uh backflip so uh he is he is fun to watch and i think i think the colts will end up using him quite a bit okay good to know good to know that's that's something especially fantasy football managers Mm -hmm. are wondering a lot of right now yeah he's see i don't play fantasy but i got a lot of friends that do and a lot of my friends use him as their flex so yeah um i think that's probably we've been going now for uh pushing 40 minutes Uh, i think that'll probably do it it's a shame gerard didn't show up gerard i hope everything's going well with you i understand that you weren't able to make it but you know, we will definitely be back on Monday uh, reviewing the the preseason game tomorrow at 1. Guys, if you are listening to this, please, please download, share it to your favorite social media. That way it helps us get the word out for uh, Believe in Coles, Believe in Lions, the Believe Podcast Network in general. And if you're watching this on YouTube, smash that like button, hit subscribe if you're not subscribed, and tag that notification bell so that you are notified next time we go live or upload a video. And until next time, quick shout out, thank you to Glover Quinn. Appreciate you taking time out, uh, coming on and giving us your thoughts for uh, this upcoming weekend. No problem, man. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you to my great co-host, Jack. Jack, Jack, thanks so much for bringing your uh, your personality and your thoughts as well. Jack is always always great. I've I've interacted with you a little bit on uh, uh, Twitter, but for the most part, this is the first time we got to do face to face. Well, we got that face to face yesterday to set this up in the in, in the business meeting, but uh, it's great great having you on. Thanks, man. Oh, such an honor to come on to Believe in Colts. Hopefully we can get together during the season and recap and catch up. But yeah, thank you for so much for having both of us. Make sure you subscribe to the Believe in Lions podcast. Follow Glover, Glover Quinn. Follow me at Javanaugh87. And just keep enjoying because it's a great time to be a Lions fan. Glover, real quick, drop your uh, social media handles. 
Oh man, I'm on uh, Instagram. I think it's at Glover Quinn. I'm on uh, Twitter. I think it's at Glover Quinn Jr. And I'm on TikTok. I think it's um, probably at Glover Quinn. Oh, are, if you just you... search my name, it should pop up. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, <laughs> thanks again. And uh, until next time, I'm Lawrence Owen. This was Believe in Colts. And as usual, go Colts. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.